Welcome to the Church on the Rock podcast. It is our prayer that this message brings hope and encouragement into your life as you go about your week. Thanks for tuning in. Amen. One more time, give it up for the Lord today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. How many remember when he found you? Amen. It was pretty reckless love where he came and got me at. I was actually in a party drunk off my keister when the Lord came and said, today's your day, buddy. You're coming, at, you're coming to me today. Amen. And all I did is cried in my beer and said, take me to the preacher. Take me to the preacher. I want to find Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Give the Lord one more clap hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Something that I know is going to happen today is the Holy Spirit. He's already done it. He's already come, and he's already began to give this witness to many of you already today. Hey, he that hath an ear, let him hear. Amen? He that's got a heart to receive, let them receive. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit can come in a room and be walking in the place and he can walk right by people because they're disinterested or they're distracted or their minds are on something else or they're really not looking for that. But how many were looking for Jesus today and looking for God and how many has already been touched today? Amen. If you haven't, you're going to be touched through the sermon, hopefully. And at the end of this service, I know that there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit because I know that God wants to fill his people. How many know that life, if if you're struggling with life in your spirit, life in your inner man, it's probably because you're not cognizant or not aware of the Holy Spirit in you because the Holy Spirit in us, somebody says that's the life, amen? That is the life. So we've been talking about the Spirit indwelling in you and then the Spirit coming upon you. And we're going to continue talking upon the, about the up-on blessing. The Holy Spirit inside of you, when something happens, a situation arises, or, or there's something that God needs done on the earth, His Spirit is searching for a willing vessel that is willing and available to say, Hey, God, I'll do anything for you. Do we have any willing vessels here today? And when that happens and you know there's assignment, the spirit that's in you already, come on, the spirit that's in you already comes up on you and wherever you're at, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter if you're at your home, it doesn't matter if you're at a business, it doesn't matter if you're at a Walmart, I'm telling you, the spirit can come up in you and come upon you, listen, to where there will be a tangible change in the atmosphere, How many know when Christians walk in a room, there ought to be a change happening? We carry the presence of the living God. And so when God anoints us for service, the Spirit comes up on us, and His Spirit takes control of whatever setting there is. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit in power. The Bible says, and you know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Yes, He was God, but He emptied Himself of all of his godness, and he came and he became as a human being. So just as Jesus had to be filled with the Holy Spirit and power, we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit and power. How many say if Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit and power, we need the Holy Spirit and power? So that's all we were trying to get established at first. But then all of a sudden we get to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you want to begin to turn there. And Paul begins to give explanation and he begins to give understanding about this Holy Spirit that nobody knows anything about. Because the Holy Spirit hadn't been given it. The Holy Spirit just came upon individuals in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes upon everybody. Amen? And so Paul was going around and he was teaching people, Here's, here is what you all are experiencing. Here's what's happening. Now let me give you some guidelines and some principles about the Holy Spirit. Let me give you some understanding. And that's what 1 Corinthians 12 is about. Because the Corinthians misunderstood the manner in which the Holy Spirit works through individuals. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, he said, Now concerning spiritual gifts. I actually like how the NLT says it. It says, now concerning special abilities that the Spirit gives you. 
How many know that we have special abilities, special strengths, almost like God's X-Men, amen? Brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant of this. You know that you, you were Gentiles carried about with these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. But what was happening that day, first off, is, is the, the Corinthian people were trying to do the Holy Spirit like they did the worship of their old pagan gods, to where their eyes would roll back in their head and they would, they would act like they were being overpowered by, by, by something and they were begin to do stuff that really wasn't the things of the Spirit. And, and Paul came in and he said, hey guys, the Holy Spirit isn't like your pagan gods. He doesn't overpower you, he empowers you. Guys, there's a big difference between that. The Holy Spirit doesn't just take over you to where you got to worry about that you're in Walmart and the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you and your eyes are going to roll back in your head and you can't control yourself and you're going to go grab the intercom and start praying in tongues over the intercom. It's not going to be like that. Some people are afraid of the Holy Spirit thinking that they don't have control over that. There is a conscious control of the Holy Spirit. And you can read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 14. So he was doing that. And we, we learned last week that the Holy Spirit is always used to glorify God. The other thing that these people were doing, guys, is they used the Holy Spirit to get attention on themselves. Whenever you see people, any, if you want to be able to look and see if something's real or fake on what people are doing, if things are being done that draws attention off to them to where you've lost your attention to God and you've lost your attention to what's going on, that person's probably not in the Spirit and doing things in the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit does not draw attention to self. Some people get more excited and, they, and they're like, oh, the Lord used me in healing or the Lord did this or the Spirit did this, to where they, they, they almost take the Holy Spirit spirit as a competitiveness to see who's got more or who did more for the Lord and and these Corinthians they were like that they were almost competitive with it well I can speak you speak in tongues 10 minutes I can do it 12 minutes you speak in tongues 12 minutes I can do it an hour you healed two this week oh I got to pray for five for healing and Paul was saying hey guys it's not about you and if we can ever get as a church, if we can ever get to where we say the Holy Spirit isn't about you, the Holy Spirit is about being a blessing to this world. The Holy Spirit is about being empowered with supernatural abilities, seriously, supernatural special abilities that make you different than a natural person so you can do exploits that Jesus did here on this earth. We can do the same things that he did. And brothers... The, the, the same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus is the same Holy Spirit that empowered me. The same Holy Spirit, you, you even look at me today. Don't, don't put yourself down. The same Holy Spirit that's in me is the same one in you. That's why he said there's one baptism, one Lord, one Spirit. Dan, we have the same Holy Spirit. If God can use me to heal, he can use you to heal. If God can use me in a gift, he can use you in a gift. Anybody out there say amen. God wants to use us in the gifts of the Spirit. And something he's telling me about Church on the Rock, he wants this church. The distinctiveness about this church is he wants this church to be a church that that experiences the outpouring of the Spirit. And we're not ashamed of the full gospel of Christ because it is the power of God that leads men and women to salvations. We don't want to water it down. We don't want to sugarcoat it. We want the full gospel of the message of Christ. And the full gospel there is, uh, 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 the Holy Spirit is a big part of that. The Holy Spirit, so it doesn't get attention to you. It puts attention to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit always points people to Jesus. Now, down on notice the Trinity in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. It says, now there's diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are, diversi- there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Holy spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. Who would that be talking about? Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. And there are diversities of activities, but the same God. And most of the time in the New Testament, when you see God, it's talking about God the Father. Just like it is here. Most of the time, it'll either say Father or it'll say God. 
But right there you see that, that when it's talking about the gifts, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all working together in a triune unity, filling you with heavenly power and heavenly special abilities, just like the Trinity. When the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth, that comes from the Hebrew word Elohim, which means plurality. At the creation, even in John chapter 1, Jesus said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, and, but it talks about that being Jesus. We know it's all about Jesus. It said, the Word was with God at creation. So at creation, that powerful event, you had Father, you had Jesus, and when, when things were, and then you had the Holy Spirit moving across the face of the earth so that all three of them were working together, getting done in the earth the plans of God. Brothers and sisters, when you're filled with the Spirit, and when you move out in the gifts of Spirit, I wanted you to see the triune God that's working right there. The triune God. Now, the, 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 the diversity of the Spirit, that, that word gifts is the word charisma, which means grace gifts. Now, where it says diversity of ministries, I want to touch on this just a minute. We didn't last week. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 says this. I want you to listen. I want you to really focus on this. Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. Everybody notice this difference. There's gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to the church, and we read about them. But then there's also gifts that Christ gave to the church. He gave the apostle. In fact, I like the way New King James or King James says it. How many of your Bibles say he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers? And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do the work of the ministry, to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we come in such a unity on faith and the knowledge of God, Son, that we'll be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And if you read on, it's in the 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about how everybody's important in this operation. But brothers and sisters, the gifts of the Spirit that are talked about in 1 Corinthians 12, listen to me, those gifts are everybody. You can, you can be used in all nine of them. All nine of them. Now, when it talks about the gifts that Christ gave to the church where he said some apostles, some prophets, some teachers, that's talking about a calling. A calling is different than a gifting. You can prophesy little p. You can prophesy a word of the Lord. You can prophesy a word of the Lord. You can, you, all of you can do that. But yet there's a difference in prophecy, little p, and prophet, big p. Some people are called to be prophets. All of us can prophesy, but some are called to be prophets. Even teachers. There's a lot of people that teach the word. Little t teachers. We can, a lot of us can teach the word. But then there are also called out teachers, like a Joyce Meyer. There are people that are called by God, pulled out, and there's a special anointing on them. They are a gift to the church. And they have special insight or special abilities. There's something about them that God, it doesn't make them better. It just means that God chose them to do that. So if you're a teacher, capital T, or a pastor, that's a calling by God. Callings, it says he gave some. Some. And, and the purpose of a pastor and a teacher. Here's the problem we have in America is everybody thinks they know more than the pastor. They think they know more than the teacher. We, we have so much of your own thoughts and stuff that nobody respects authority or listens to what's being said in the pulpit and everybody puts themselves on the same plane. But I'm telling you, when you're called to be an apostle, when you're called to be a pastor, and guys, I, I've got to put myself out of the equation and preach the word. Those people that are called, they need to be honored by God and the church needs to realize that they are gifts but from Jesus to you, the church. Have you ever had a, a present at Christmas that you didn't want? Amen. You, but but your, your parents got, got that for you. you. You may not prefer, but you may not necessarily like the pastor or the teacher or the one. 
But God can call people whether you like them or not. And they are a gift to the church and they're to be honored and they're to be respected. And they're to be listened to with an ear that you trust that they hear from God. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart and I don't, I don't, I don't bend on that. So a calling is where, and that's an issue. That's an issue. I'm going to be honest with you. I get disrespected a lot. But people thinking that, and I'm like, sometimes you have to eat crow all the time. Especially in America. Other countries get it right because they understand stuff like that. But, but America, we're so empowered and we're so uh, own your feelings and you have your own thought process and all this stuff. That, but we have to believe that God gives insight. We, a, a lot of people haven't prayed two minutes on something and they'll come tell me how to lead something that I've been praying about and listening to God about for months. And they'll come up in an authority and spat out stuff and you're like, really? How long you prayed about this? When did God start talking to you instead of the shepherd of the church? I, I'm telling you, if, you want to, if we want to be a church that is fully entered into the things of the Lord, a lot of people always say we want to grow and we want to reach the community and stuff. But, but you know, some people even get tripped up over moving chairs. So we get tripped up over if a song's sung right. And, and how are we going to ever get into the things of God if we're so immature in our thinkings? But I, I, I'm telling us that I believe that God is setting up churches. Here's where I'm going to speak as a pastor and maybe a prophet. I believe that God is setting up churches. Well, I'll just say this. About 15, well, I forget how, that I'm aging all the time. About 15 or 18 years ago, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, and he, and he said Brian, there is an application going out to churches. And I felt like he said that he was going to raise up 1,000 churches in the nation. And that there was going to be a supernatural glory and a supernatural something that was going to be on those places. And they were going to be oasis, and they were going to be regional churches that set a standard in the whole region and moved things in the spirit. Amen. And I felt the Lord say, I want Church on the Rock to be one. Amen. But guys, just because you want the job don't mean you get to get picked. How many ever wanted a job? But maybe you stunk on the interview with a mindset or an attitude or something you were unwilling to give up on. There's an application going out, and I believe that God is looking for churches where he pours his spirit out like never before. And I don't want to hype this up. Do we want to be one? Let's don't get hyper about it. Let's don't get hyper about it. Let's soberly think about it. Do we want to be one? Well, if you want to be one, you can't get hung up on the little things is one. If you want to be one, you, you can't come in saying, I've always sat in that chair. We, we, you want to hope somebody takes your chair. If we want to be that church, we got to be willing to scoot into the middle. I don't want to scoot in the middle. I, don't, I, I want to sit on the aisle so I can get out easy. Or, really? Really? When the ushers tap you, to, we, God's called us to fill the house. God's called us to fill the house. And I know something that we need more than anything is the presence of God. When I'm up here worshiping, I'm saying, God, we need nothing today but you. You know what, you know what causes God to, listen, do you know God can come in a service? Do you know what causes him to come? I don't feel like you're with me. Are you all with me today? Uh, you, do you know what really, God inhabits praise. Praise. Do you know there's sometimes I have to say, Lord, take control every, over every thought on my mind so I can focus on you today. Don't, you have to, that's Christian maturity. Lord, take everything, take every voice out of my head but your voice today. Because you got all this stuff hitting you all the time. But that's one of the things you have to do to enter into the fullness. Simple things like that. So when we talk about the gifts and activities and all that, Here's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit, he owns, we're, we're on the gifts. He owns the nine gifts. He's the proprietor. 
The next thing is he's the energizer. That word in that 1 Corinthians that we just read about the gifts, that comes from the, the word energema, which means energy. And then it also says that the Holy Spirit distributes these gifts. He distributes these gifts as he will. So what that means is whatever setting you go in, you're God's messenger. And if there's a healing that needs it, we're going to look at the nine gifts. If there's something that you need a special ability on, if there's ever a need in the world today, it's that the church would be filled, you guys, me, that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we would have special abilities outside our own abilities. So that we can do exploits for God in this earth. So if you walk in somewhere and you see, we're going to talk about the nine gifts and we're going to see how to use them. Whatever one he needs, the Holy Spirit's the proprietor. He goes like this. Healing, grabs it, and then he energizes it. He energizes that gift. It's, it's it, and then it comes up on you. He distributes it. So the Holy Spirit's the owner, the energizer, and the distributor. And we're the ones that carry it out. All right, let's get into this. The first one is word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is to know something specific without having learned it by natural means. It's when you're just minding your only, it's when you're minding your own business and all of a sudden, snap. God just told you something that you did not know. It's not from whispering. It's not from your friend telling you. It's not from being at a group. See, I've even seen people do this. They go to a group or they hear something, and then they have the audacity to go up and act like God told them something. Why do they do that? So they can get attention and they can get recognition. Again, guys, if we want to be used of the Spirit, it's, the attention needs to be on Him. Are you all with me? Say amen. But He just, bam, just told you something that you didn't know. Here's an example. John 1, 47. It says, as they approached Nathanael's call from Jesus, as they approached, Philip and Nathanael approached Jesus. Jesus said this, and he never met Nathanael. He didn't know who Nathanael was. He said, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. Jesus didn't know this man. How do you know anything about me, Nathanael asked. Jesus replied, I saw you under the fig tree this morning before Philip said, let's go see this guy I know. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Listen, the word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation. It's a download of information pertaining to a person, a situation, or an event. It's given for the specific purpose of usually having to do with an immediate need, something that needs to be dealt with then. Here's the result. The result of this gift is always this. The result of this gift is Nathaniel was like, wow, how did he know that? This must be the Son of God. Nathaniel then became a follower of Jesus. Guys, that gift, I don't mean this in a bragging way. It doesn't go unused. It's used every week in, in my life. I don't mean that bad. I even pray that it's used every day. Multiple times. Because I want to have special abilities to be able to minister to people. Now, here's another example. I, I, I pray for the nine gifts. I say, Lord, let all nine work today. Multiple times. Add that to your prayer closet every morning. Look at this next one. Jesus met the woman at the well. In John 14, 16 through 18. Jesus said this. He didn't know this woman. He said, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. And then she said, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, Jesus wasn't being mean here. He was not being mean here. And I don't have time to go into this. I might a little bit. You're right. You don't have a husband, for you have five husbands. Look at that. He didn't know her. They didn't whisper and say, you know that woman that just got you water? She's on her fourth husband. She's got one with her now that she's not even married to. That's not word of knowledge. That's gossip. And that's hearsay. Jesus didn't know this woman. 
He said, you had five husbands, the one you're married to now, you're just living with him. And he said, you certainly spoke the truth. If you study that in the context, and I'm not going to get into it today, but Jesus was actually bragging on her and thanking her for being honest. And she felt so comfortable to be honest with Jesus, which I think is cool. The reveal or exposure wasn't told to destroy. Listen closely, please. It wasn't told to expose or to destroy or to embarrass. God didn't reveal to tear her down or hurt her. His voice wasn't condemning condemning her. It was saying, I know that. I know you're on your fourth. I know you're living with a guy. I know that. I know that. Thank you for being truthful with me. I knew that before I offered you this water. And I'm telling you, I still offer it to you. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, they open the opportunity to share Christ. The first one, Nathaniel came to Christ. The next one for this is after that happened, she went to town and she told everybody she knew. She said, come and see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Could he be the one? So they left town and they went to Jesus. Brothers and sisters, the other day the Lord came to me and it just broke my heart. And I cried with the Lord. Be honest with you. I cried with the Lord for tens of twenties of minutes over this. But he said, Brian, he said, the world exposes and brings out the ugly in people to tear them down. We live in a world today. I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're Democrat. Both of them. All we do is try to get some smut on each other. Try to get the juiciest word. Try to get the ugliest secret. Try to dig, dig, dig. Thousands of dollars, millions of dollars. Find me something about Chad so I can bring him down. Let's destroy his reputation. Let's destroy his character. Let's destroy him so we can win, so we can beat this election, so we can win this argument, so we can, oh, it's ugly. That is ugly. That is so ugly. That is ugly. That is ugly, so ugly. God never reveals to hurt, to beat, to win, to destroy, to get an upper hand. He never, never does that. Never. The only reason he exposes and opens you up and pulls out a secret or pulls something out is because it's a cancer he wants to cut out. It's just because it's something that's destroying you. He don't want you to be destroyed. He's not going to take what you told him or what he knows. He said, I know you've had four husbands. And the fifth one you got, you ain't even living with him. But I'm not here to blow a trumpet and to say what everybody else is saying about you. I'm here to offer you some living water. The gifts of the Spirit, it is very clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. They are given, verse 6, it's not on there, don't even try to find it. In 1 Corinthians 12, 6, it says the gifts are given to profit people, to help people, to help. So word of knowledge. Guys, I could go into a million stories. I could go into a million stories. The Lord spoke to me and he said, it was, it was the year 2000 and I was in Hampshire and the Lord came in my room And he said, how do you remember that? It was that big. And he said, Brian, I'm going to start showing you the ugly. I'm going to start showing you everything. To wherever you look, it's like you're seeing through it all. You're seeing it all. And, and, And I was like, okay, Lord, sounds good. And he said, but what I show you, do never be... Never be critical and never be a judge. Here's what he said. Well, I'm going to show you. Never be a judge, but be a 
deliverer. You want to be used to help people with a special ability? And I'm telling you, these special abilities are real. And you may think I'm goofy up here saying it is like the X-Men. It is like the X-Men. Christians, you have special abilities that are outside your natural abilities. It's an empowering of the Spirit where you can see what God can see in a situation, where you can see what God sees in people, but you never use it like is the example that we see in our nation. You never use it to say, how can we impeach? How can we tear this person down to where they can't even have a chance? If the truth be known, none of you got a chance. I'm talking about with the things of God. And if you think you're all that, you really don't have a chance. It's self-righteousness. None of us got a chance. How can we throw a stone at others when we see what our lives are, if you're truly honest with yourself? That's what I like about the men's group. Do you know groups that are excelling? I'm not talking just about at Church on the Rock. You know groups that are exploding and multiplying and more people are going to them is the ones where they say, hey, I'm taking my mask off, and this is what I am. And, and then there's a, there's a privacy in that meeting. There's a transparency to where Mike, Matt, some of you guys, people's lives are really getting changed, aren't they? Well, why? Because there's a revealing. Guys, when there's a revealing, James chapter 5, verse 16 says, when there's a revealing, when there's a revealing, it says this. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed because the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, if you're full of junk, if you're full of ugly, hey, when, when I fail, anybody out here fail? When, when I fail is when I'm worthless to God because I'm, I condemn myself so much. I, I, that, I, we don't need people to tell us what we are because we hear it all the time. I think everybody, I don't care, I, I think everybody has it, has it hitting you that always tells you what you aren't because it brings a paralyzation and it takes your confidence so you can be who you are. But the key is in Christ. The, The only way I can ever be bold or the only way I can ever be courageous, the only way I can ever be confident, the only way I can ever not be insecure is when I am Set on Jesus and I am in him and in him only. Where his blood covers me. Where his power infills me. And his gifts and his graces help me to do supernatural things. So this word of knowledge, as the musicians are coming, this word of knowledge, it's a revealing. You know what? Do you know most people want... If... if, I want you to listen intently on this because I feel like this is a word of the Spirit. Do, do you know, do you know I, I, I think there's a lot of people that, that if you were told this, if you were told this, there's someone that you can talk to today. And it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, who you are. They will love you. And they will accept you. And they will not criticize you. They will not tell your story. They will not laugh at you. They will not make you feel, oh, poor husband, shoot, you're on your fifth one. What's wrong with this person? They won't judge you. How many would say, I really would like to be exposed, really? Because listen, When things come in the light is when there's healing. But we live in a culture where the only example we see is people trying to destroy each other with what's revealed or found out. Can I tell you that you're safe? You're safe 
you're safe in the arms of a loving Savior. You're safe. He doesn't care how many wives you've had. He doesn't care that you're still in the sin or the wrong. He says, just come to me and we'll work on this. Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's, re let's reveal that, that pain that you carry every day. Let's reveal that hurt that you carried as a child. Because I can heal you. You can confess that to me and I won't judge you. I won't judge you. I believe the reason Jesus, I believe the reason he uses people to reveal is because people want, want, want revealed. They, 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 want, they want it, but they want it in safety because they want to be free. If you're bound to something, you want to be free. But we've created churches and atmospheres to where there's fear and there's no trust. I pray that this church will start asking to be filled with the Spirit and that they can have that special ability to see a marriage that it looks like everything's all right. But the truth is the matter. They fight every night and they're not even sleeping in the same bed. But they cover it up because they're afraid. And they don't want to be embarrassed. And so we live fake lives. I pray that Church on the Rock can truly be filled with the Holy Spirit. To where we'll ask Him. Do you know if God reveals something to you? It's because He trusts you. He trusts you with that information. And if He ever reveals something to you, and you blab your mouth off to somebody, you're done with that gift. You're not going to be used in it again. You probably ain't ever going to get a shot. If you don't get used in word of knowledge, it's probably because God don't trust you with it. Because you're a big mouth, and you're critical. And you can't, you can't get past stuff. And you're all that. Does anybody here want to be filled with the Spirit? Would anybody stand to their feet and walk to this front and say, God, you can trust me with word of knowledge. You can trust me with that gift. Go ahead. Stand up and come. If if you, if you want to be used in the special, if you want to have special abilities, if you want to have special Holy Spirit abilities, Larry, you're telling me that whatever God would show you, that you wouldn't judge him. You promise? Lift your hands and be filled with the Spirit. I need people praying with, I need people, God may hit people today. Somebody follow me. Thank you, Kevin. Come on. If you show me, Chad, Kim, if God shows you things in your Wednesday night meeting, or you're going to go tell Mike and Laura, he can trust you. Lift your hands to God and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. You know, some of you are wanting your prayer language. You know, when I got my prayer language, is when I started saying, Lord, I don't want to pray in tongues, so I pray in tongues. I want to pray in tongues so I can intercede for people. That's when I started praying in tongues like crazy. Amen. Anybody else say, I want to be filled with the Spirit? You that are up here, let's come in close and make room for others. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I want that gift. I want that gift.
Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me the gift of word of knowledge. I want to free people and heal wounds. Show me what you're what people want exposed because they want freedom. Derek, I want you, Rochelle, I want you to start believing that you're going to hear. You're going to start hearing things. I, I want you to not think it's you thinking it. And, and, and most of the things you're going to be told, you're going to be like this. No, there's no way. Really, God? Yes. Lord, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, give me the special ability to see inside lives and situations so I can set people free. Show me the people that have been victimized. Tammy, the Lord would say to you that he's going to start showing you people that are afraid to say that they've been abused and they've been a victim of sexual, sexual things. That they, they, they live in a prison every day. And God's going to start showing you. So you can be his freedom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't wait for me to fill you with the Holy Spirit. I don't fill people with the Holy Spirit. Look to him. Look to Jesus and say, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. If I could, if, if some of you, I'm going to give another altar call. If some of you would come, even though this, it's not you, you don't have this. But some people have it and they'll be afraid to come alone. But if you've got a secret sin or something in your life that, 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 that you're ashamed of and it's, it's, it's messing you up with God. It's messing you up with your, with your spouse. It's messing you up with, with life. There, there's, there's an addiction. There's a bondage in your life. Church on the Rock, I'm going to need some of you to come with them because so, that would be hard to come. But let's all stand to our feet. Let's all stand our feet. If you have a, something that's in secret that you're ashamed of, that, that could, could, could the whole church just come forward now so that if that is someone, they don't feel weird? Can, can some people come? Can some people come? You know what? If, if, if it, right now, if, if, the, they said, uh, if they said, called me to say I did, I murdered somebody, I would, I'd answer that so the person that did could come. Let's come. Let's come. Let's come to our front. Let's crowd in. Everybody crowd in this altar. We're going to, something supernatural is going to happen. Because you that just asked to be filled with the Spirit, we're going to, we're going to, you're going to be used of God. Come on, come forward. So, so, so that means that nobody knows anything today. There may be somebody bound to pornography. There may be somebody that has a victim to some kind of an assault. Please come in further. Let's come in further. Come in further. Come in further. Come in further. Let these people in. Let these people in. Let these people in. Let these people in. Now, wherever you're at, I just want you to start getting in groups and bundles and just hugging on each other. Wherever you're at, just turn to the people around you and put your hands on each other. Put your hands on each other and just start declaring the kingdom of God in people's life. You may be praying with somebody that needs a deliverance. You may be praying with somebody that, that, that needs help today. Come on, get, get with them. Get with them. Get around them. Put an arm on them. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit and be obedient. Be God's instrument right now. Some of you that came up asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit, move through the body and be God's vessel. Be God's instrument right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. You may be praying for somebody. God may be telling you to whisper something in their ear. 
God may be telling you to whisper something in your ear. God may just be telling you to tell them that God loves you. God may be telling somebody that you've got your hand on to tell them it's going to be okay. God sees you. Turn to somebody and say you're free. Turn to somebody and say God loves you. God frees you. God heals you. You may be, you may, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's moving right now. Move with him. Move with him. Move with the Holy Spirit right now. I felt a wave of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I felt a wave of the Spirit. I felt healing come. I felt emotional healing come. You may be praying for somebody. Put your hand on. Don't be afraid to walk a few steps. Oh, there's freedom. There's freedom in the house today. There's freedom in the house today. Lord, free your people. You may be praying for somebody. Even if you get it wrong, go ahead and try. And if somebody gets it wrong with you, here's what I do. When somebody gets it wrong with me, I'm like, Lord, thank you. They cared enough to try. Thank you. They cared enough to try. Amen. I want you to put your hand on somebody and say, Lord, heal their broken heart. Lord, take this memory. Take this pain. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we worship you. We worship you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Come on, Larry. God's using you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Fill me with the Spirit. Tim, feel free to move. Beverly, feel free to move through the congregation. Sean, feel free to move. Feel free to move. Feel free to move. Feel free to move. Come on. Feel free to move in this place. I feel like, man, things are coming out today. People are being healed. There's an atmosphere in the house that doesn't say, you're on what, husband? No, we don't care. We're offering you living water. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. Larry, feel free to move. Gail, feel free to move. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Not, not a lot. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Again, really, feel free just to go hug somebody and say, God loves you. I'm giving you God's love today. I'm giving you God's love today. And some of you, if you feel a boldness, if you feel, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this today. If, if, if some of you are just feeling in this church the safety, the safety of it, that, that, that you, you, you know this is a safe place, I want you to lift up your hands if you say, I need help. Lift up your hands and say, I need help. You're in a safe place. All right, here's. Church, look around. If there's a hand raised around you, go to them. Lift up your hands and say, I need help. I need help. We got some hands over here. Where are we at, ladies? Right over here. I need some help. This, I need some help. Come on, I need some help. Jesus, if anybody says, I need some help. I need freedom. I need peace. You're in a safe place at Church on the Rock. You could be sitting in your seat even. Don't be afraid. Nobody here is going to destroy you or make fun of you or judge you. They're going to embrace you. If you're living with a memory, if you're living with the pain of a memory that haunts you day and night, I want you to come. 
If you're living with a memory that haunts you day and night, I want you to be freed today. You're safe. You're safe today. You're safe today. You're safe today. You're safe today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's stuff coming out today. It's okay. It's safe. There's something coming out. Thank you, Bruce. There's something. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel the freedom. I feel chains. I, I hear chains dropping. Uh, chains are breaking. Oh, I need a healing. Somebody say, I need a healing today. Brothers and sisters, condemnation is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. Condemnation is a spirit. If you have a spirit of fear or condemnation or guilt, please come forward. There's a freedom here today. If you, if you live with shame or fear or guilt, get prayer today. Get prayer today. There's healing in the house. Thank you, Lord. For more information and to stay up to date with what's happening in the life of Church on the Rock, please visit us on the web at cotrag.org. Thanks again for tuning in.